Today's interview is going to give you a different perspective. I have interviewed those that are in the diversion prevention and monitoring space, as you know, and then we've also heard from recovering those recovering from a substance abuse problem in the healthcare setting. Today, I am talking with two supervisors of a healthcare professional that was suspected of diversion. And I wanna hear, I want you all to hear their perspective. So help me welcome today, Jen, who is a nursing supervisor and Dr. Doug, who is a physician who was involved with the, um, the nurse that was suspected. So welcome both of you. Thank you. I wanna start by asking you both, what did you think or feel when you were told that the data concerning, the data with this nurse was concerning? So let me set the stage, I guess, a little bit for those that are listening. I This is something that has happened in the past and in looking through some data, I had some concerns with this particular nurse in terms of their dispensing. Their dispensing was much higher than their peers. And so we reached out to Jen as a supervisor and then Doug as a physician who was also supervising in this setting to let them know what the concerns were and that I felt we needed to look further. So when we approached you guys, what were your thoughts about this? Jen, I'll start with you. Sure. Um... I couldn't believe it at first, to tell you the truth, when I heard who who was possibly um, doing this. Um, I guess you never want to think that it can happen in your unit. Um, you know, I trust all of my staff, so so when I heard it, it was kind of a shock and uh, disbelief. Um, but definitely open to looking at the data and knowing that there was a possibility that something was happening. So. Um, and you know, as we collected data and as, as we looked at it, it became more and more apparent that something was going on. I still didn't want to believe that it was a diversion, but um, I think being open to looking at the data kind of suggests something was happening and we needed to figure out what. Sure, and Doug, what were your thoughts? Well, um, I'm, I was quite familiar with the nurse we were, we were looking at. And so my inclination at first was uh, to not believe the data um, I didn't want to believe the data, uh, and uh, and and so at first I think my inclination was to um, make sure the data was correct and that uh, the data has no personality. But yet I'm dealing with the personality at work, and you want to believe the personality. The data is just black and white, and so uh, I wanted to see how it was collected and and why. Uh, I needed to prove to myself why the data sure. might be right or might be wrong. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so one of the first things that we did then along those lines was, Doug, you reviewed charts from a physician's perspective, right? You're in the room with these patients, with the nurses, and obviously you have a really good grasp of how much medications are needed for what types of procedures. So that was one of the first things that we did is you review charts. And looking at those charts, were you at that point thinking, okay, there could be something here or did it still look like, eh, maybe not? Or did your, as you said, the data doesn't have a personality, but the nurse does, were you still not quite ready to see that there might be something? I, I, I reviewed nearly 300 charts and 
the first thing that came up was, well, maybe our charting overall wasn't that good. Um, and I think that probably can be said at any institution. It's very difficult to chart uh, always uh, why you gave a drug, what was the reaction when the drug was given. And um, if a particular nurse is energetic and tends to pick uh, patients that um, may well require larger doses, I could explain it away. Um, and I kind of wanted to explain it away, even after 300 charts, uh, uh, noticing that, well, the numbers still fit, um, which was an unusually large number, but uh, it still wasn't convincing enough. Okay, right. How would you describe the nurse's performance, Jen? Um, I think at the beginning, you know, the, the only thing that stood out for me that I remember, and both nursing supervisor and physician supervisor said, she's very aggressive in a good way. So tell me what that meant, and then also what the rest of her performance was like. Yeah, so she never had any performance issues. Um, she was never one to call out sick. She never, uh, you know, wasn't pulling her weight at work. Um, like I said, she was always, you know, I guess we use the word aggressive, but energetic could also be another word. Um, uh, willing to take on multiple patients, willing to help out in any way. Um, you know, she was kind of a go-getter. Um, so there, there weren't any performance issues that would be like, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. Wouldn't raise an eyebrow. She, you know, she seemed to be helpful and energetic and was always showing up to work, was performing appropriately, all those sort of things. All never, the like, aggressive, like never aggressive in a bad way. I've never like, no, I'm taking this patient. I have to take this patient. It was more of like, hey, let me take this patient. You know, you can get the next cataract or, you know, that sort of thing. Like. It was never, no, I need to take this patient. It was always, hey, let me help you out. Let me do this, so. The kind of nurse that everybody wants to supervise, right? Yeah. Really, <laughs> yeah. So in your mind, what did someone with a substance abuse problem look like? Previous to this? <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> a good point. Um, yeah, um, you know, like I, I would have expected some sort of decline in um, mood or affect, um, calling out sick often, um, not performing at work, kind of, uh, you know, not uh, pulling their weight at work, kind of becoming an issue where we would maybe have to step in and say, what's, you know, why are you not performing? We never had to do that with this person. Um, so in my mind, that's what it looked like. It was sure. a clear decline in production, at, you know, for a, from a supervisor employee perspective, I would have expected to see some sort of decline in her performance, and we did not see that. Sure. Doug, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, she she definitely was an energetic nurse. And, and again, she was the nurse that would always take over the tough patients. We have a vast array of patients, and um, some of them uh, are, are quick in and out, uh, cataract surgeries and other Patients are the ones that do take uh, more care and more narcotic for that matter. And I think, you know, obviously in retrospect, it's easy, easier to see why she took those patients. But from a, an anesthesiologist's point of view, that's a nurse you want because uh, she actually seemed to work well with those patients. Um, and 
uh, you know, I've come to learn over the years that, that uh, you know, people of such a vast variety of personalities that um, I don't think I could peg somebody necessarily with an abuse problem. Uh, I think just having an open mind is, is important. Sure. And, you know, I'll add to that. You're right. There are a lot of variety of personalities. And I think one key just for you guys going forward and not necessarily did it apply to this case, but changes, right? Changes in behavior um, mm -hmm. are one of the things that, that you would always want to just keep your eye on to see that may be an indication that something has changed. The interview. Uh, I was in the interview. Jen, you were in the interview. Was there any time leading up to her confession, which she did confess to be diverting, was there any time leading up to the confession where you thought she was diverting? In other words, did it come as a surprise to you when she finally confessed? I think, you know, as the interview went on, you could, and you started to ask a little bit more tougher questions is to, for her to explain her, her charting and her behavior. Um, she started to get a little bit more antsy and doing those tells with rubbing her hand, you know, the, all the things that we see when people get nervous. And I was like, huh. And then, and then the confession came out. So it was a surprise, but, um, you know, as, as she got pressed, you could tell, um, there was something there, you know, I, I don't think I thought I knew there was going to be a confession. I knew that something was going to come up, but I definitely was not expecting a confession. That's for sure. Okay. And Doug, you were not in the room. So <laughs> we told you after what the results were. Do you remember what your thoughts were when you heard? Yeah. Uh, wow. I couldn't really, I, I, I was in disbelief. I was in disbelief that um, it was her, and I was also in disbelief that she actually confessed. Um, uh, and I think that goes to her state of mind. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously this was completely voluntary on her part. Um, and uh, for her to actually confess, uh, she had a lot to lose and, and considerable, a considerable amount to gain, obviously, in the long run. But I was very surprised. Yeah, that, that is the best outcome, you know, that they do confess and then they can get on that road to recovery, hopefully. The ones that deny it and just push it further down the road where it can, you know, grow and, and become even worse, That's those are the ones that um, they're better off if we can get them to confess. How did this case affect the team, Jen? I know that um, it, it was hard for you to hear when she confessed and I think it affected your team as well. Can you share that with us? I think sometimes we forget about that. We're focused on the individual, um, but we really forget the people that work with them are affected. Right. Um, yeah, I was just more affected in the fact that uh, you never want somebody, as a manager, you never want somebody, an employee to, to have a problem and not feel like they can come to you with it. So that's what was upsetting to me is the fact that like that she felt like she was going through this hard time and couldn't come to us. Not that, you know, we had anything to do with it or that we could have stopped it, but it was just that sort of like, do we try to create a really open environment here where everybody feels supported? And maybe there was somebody that didn't feel supported um, and, you know, had to resort to this extreme um, behavior 
that that was upsetting to me and uh, my supervisor. Um, and then as far as the team, this person was a ray of sunshine to the team. Um, she really did uplift their um, days and created a little positive environment for them. So it was really hard. Um, but uh, we just wanted everybody to understand that, um, you know, there are certain things that are beyond our control and that we support everybody here. And we're going to, you know, we're going to continue to support this person. We're, you know, we provide support to all of our employees. Um, you know, we didn't go into details or anything like that. We didn't make a big deal about it. We just, you know, this position is now open. Uh, you know, like I said, we are providing support to every employee, including somebody who may not be here. Um, so I think that that was important for them to understand. And I think that's kind of how we got through it. Like we didn't, we didn't not talk about it, but we didn't go into detail. So it was, you know, there was that balance of like, okay, we know you guys are going to need support through this. There are certain details we can't share, but what we can share with you is that we will be here for you. You know, we will get through this. We will learn from it. Um, and we will provide support to those who need it, including somebody who may not be here. Right. And I know, I think you had reached out to employee assistance EAP. I don't know if, yeah. Did they come in and do anything for the staff? Um, they did not. We did a uh, in-service, um, but we, we definitely provided the contact information for EAP. Um, I don't know if anybody contacted yeah. them, but um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doug, was there any feedback or did you hear anything from other physicians that, that worked with her? Yeah, both from physicians and the nurses. So we're a very close knit group of people. And uh, it was surprise, shock, probably for some a little bit of feeling of betrayal, um, which is selfish, mm -hmm. of course, but it can't be helped uh, because this person held a secret life that she obviously didn't divulge to anybody. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, hope for the future, but but everybody started uh, looking around uh, because if it could happen to her, everybody I'm sure was thinking, you know, it could be anybody else um, because we didn't notice that. I know people thought they were very close to her and, and clearly they weren't and that was a surprise. Yeah, that's hard. I know Jen had mentioned that in, and she had she expressed it here, but she had also expressed it at the time of the interview. It's like, how, one, how did we not see it? But two, why did she not feel that she could come to us and let us know that she was struggling and then we could have, you know, done something. And so I think that's the betrayal part is I thought I knew you, but yet, you know, I'm, I'm bearing my soul to you and sharing with you, but you have this secret the entire time that you have held on to it. And, and that is hard. Um, so I, I think she indicated that she was going to get help and, and hopefully that is exactly what has happened. And I don't know if you've kept in touch with her, but hopefully she's on that road to recovery. You had mentioned, Doug, that people started looking around. So do you think that this incident has made a difference in how you both will approach things in the workplace moving forward? What difference has it made for you? Well, it's quite eye-opening, uh, as you can imagine. And um, uh, from a structural point of view, we, we've done made some changes, of course, with uh, the narcotics and how they're checked out. But I, and I think one of the most important things is the services you brought to us 
which is just a sterile look at the data. Um, that turns out to be probably one of the most important parts uh, because charts can be changed. Um, uh, you just can never know, but a sterile look at checks out what and how much comparing it to the, the overall uh, clearly is very important for us to, to monitor that. And then uh, in addition to, to let our, uh, our nurses and, and doctors know that we are watching both from a monitoring standpoint, but also to help you that uh, we live with this temptation and some people are more prone to it. Um, and we have to keep an eye on it and we have to help each other because um, if you fall into that, clearly the consequences are severe. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to say too, that I was very impressed with the fact that you guys did keep an open mind. I know that in the beginning, you never <laughs> held up the hand and said, oh, you know, forget that. But some people do. It's like, no, it's not. And, and we're done. But you didn't want to believe it. And in some ways, you didn't quite believe it. But you were willing to go through the process to see what came out from it. And it, it was teamwork. And I give you guys credit for that, because I cannot tell you how many times I will have a supervisor say, no, I'm not concerned. And it's like, well, are you looking at the data? Um, it's like, yeah, I think it's just poor practice. And, you know, I'm not concerned. And so obviously, in, like in this case, we felt very strongly that um, the data is telling us we have to. So even if that's what you had done, it would have been like, no, we need to move forward. But in those kind of like, mm, sometimes that's where it ends when the supervisor yeah. just says, nope, I'm not concerned. So I commend you both for being willing to move forward and, and take a real hard look at it and, and spoken like a true anesthesiologist that <laughs> the data, <laughs> that's where I'm going and Is I'm there? gonna look. But you're right, you know, I mean, we do, we can't ignore that. Is there anything else either one of you wanna add or to tell anybody that may be listening that might find themselves in the same situation? Anything you'd like to add? Well, for me, um... Through the years, I've, I've seen a, a number of diversions, and it's always a surprise. It almost always is a surprise. And uh, so um, I, I think it's important to look and, and to look at the data, as we said. And then uh, the follow-up is very, very important because I've had uh, colleagues in diversion and uh, performing diversion and then uh, come back and leave, live very good uh, lives and so it's important to find those people and basically save them. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I Agreed. Would, I would have to, yeah. Agree as well. I mean, I think the, you know, keeping your eye on the big picture, which is hopefully helping somebody. Um, you know, I think that was what what kept us going as a team. It's like, okay, well, we're not believing what we're seeing, but if there is something here, we need to get help to this person. You know. Agreed. Yeah, we can't forget that. All right. I want to thank you both for joining us. I know it's a, an emotional topic and it certainly was at the time an emotional topic. And I'm thank you for uh, sharing with everyone your perspective and going through that. You're very welcome.